Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. And we could see it then we went into the offices and uh, we could see it going underground. The fire was under us when we were at it. As we arrived, like the, the, the patients were being kind of moved out of that, the area where the fire was. We were aware where the fire was and the wards that were there. So, yeah, we we tried to really hardest thing, you know, keep at it and keep at it. People couldn't see it was the floor was also on fire underneath the floor, okay? So we had to obviously extinguish the fire within the floor first because obviously we were standing on the floor. And we, if you can picture, we were right in under that roof, down the corridor, fighting the fire from inside. I love this service. I want to help people. I want to be there. The minute the alert goes off, your adrenaline certainly goes up. Um, but you have it's, it's all about keeping calm and, and, and letting your training kick in. On the 1st of March, a major emergency was declared at Wexford General Hospital as a blaze broke out that saw over 200 patients being evacuated from the hospital and the emergency services stretched to the limit. But managing a safe evacuation that saw no loss of life or serious injury. Amongst those emergency services and to the forefront were the fire service. Today we pay tribute to our firefighters, the bravest of the brave. Barry Smith, driver mechanic based at Wexford Fire Station, sets the scene on the day as it unfolded, a day that the county will never forget. I was already at a road traffic collision helping Enniscorthy Fire Brigade up, in, up past Borough Valley on the Bree Road going towards Enniscorthy. When we got the call to that Wexford General Hospital was on fire. So obviously then we turned around, there was a jeep with two men, a fire engine with three men in the back, a, station, a, a sub-officer and a driver. So we all proceeded back and I think it took about 15 to 20 minutes to get there. And as we were coming in, I said to Owen, the other firefighter, I said, ah, this is probably just um, a faulty alarm or something like that, you know, big hospital like that, hardly, hardly anything. So as we were proceeding in uh, Newtown Road, then we see the seeing the smoke pluming up into the sky. And we said, "Oh my God, this is the real thing here. This is this is really this is really big." And uh, as we got in, the fire engine was in front of us. We were in the jeep behind, and there was one fire plane already in there, our Alpha Three, and I believe it was a two-man team because there was only two two available firefighters on call for to take that call, which was you know extreme. But when we got there, the flames were coming through the roof, Alan, and it was very, very scary because we knew like the hospital was full of patients. When I got there, I got appointed to be the uh, entry control officer. So what I was doing, the guys that were going into the fire in breeding apparatus or going up on the platform and breeding apparatus, they would give me their tallies. I would check their gauge pressure, yeah. time to go in and their name, and I checked what time they're going in and what time they should get out, as in the amount of air that they have in their tank for them to get out safely. One of the first firefighters on the scene was Jack O'Leary from the Wexford station. So the call came in and, <clears throat> as you know, we're returned, so I'm sitting at home and we come in. I was driving the truck that day, so it was only myself and the officer. We arrived at the scene. Um, that's when I had to I had to get assistance from the orderlies to give me a hand with the horses and stuff, you know. It was like a, like a little community that had to help, you know. And at that stage, was the blaze already beginning to get out of control, Jack? Yeah, it was. It was... Uh, it was more or less, yeah, was it was out of control and uh, we tried to do our best, you know, to keep on, on top of it until the other lads arrived. So you managed, with the help of the orderlies, to keep it under control till the crews arrived? Yeah, I had to, because the fighter was on the fourth floor, so I had to get the lads to give me a hand, pull the horses upstairs. Um, 
helped me break down the door and put the fire out. Our firefighters set out to put out the blaze and to save lives, but also put their own at risk, as described by Martin Morris, based in Wexford. We were the first ones we had to put BAs on. We were the first one in the building with BAs on us. And at that stage, the flames were out to the roof. So it was like, is there anyone trapped? Is there anyone burnt? Are we taking anyone out? Any casualties? We didn't know at the time. But then when we got up, we went up to the top and we were just on the roof. And how bad was it? Burnt, very bad. And it was spreading. And we could see it then. We went into the offices and uh, we could see it going underground. The fire was under us when we were at it. So then we went back out onto the roof and we stayed there putting it water. The main job was to put that fire out fast. Yeah. As fast as we could. Because we knew it was spreading up on top and under. So we had those holes putting walls, people don't know, and the roofs. Roofs fell as well. Side the walls fell, we were there looking at it. The whole walls, you know, the whole, you can see when you look at the whole two side, two walls fell. And we were on the small roof looking at it, just So I was lucky that there was no one injured or no one killed that day. There was two of us there, so we, we, we were doing the last 16 years and we'd know, always look out for each other, it's the main thing. Your own life was at risk there, wasn't 100%, it? 100%. Every call we go into, we're going at the fires, you can't see nothing. You can go in, you have your torches on, but it's black smoked. Most of the fires we go to, big fires we go to, like, it's the hospital as well, like. And there's people in there, hundreds in there. Yeah. That was me, and uh, it's lucky, like, just saying, like, there's so many people. It's great jobs, everyone did in there, getting people out and all that. No one was hurt. We went in, we came out, me and me. Gabor, we came out, we put a new set on and went straight back up. So about, 20, or about 25 minutes working hard yeah. and we get out and we go back in with another set. We just take the cylinders off, put another cylinder on, change it and go straight back up. When you go in, you just stick to the task, you know, just there's no time to think about it. You can't think, just go in and do it. Then when you come out, when it's all over and done, then you talk about it. A lasting memory in the day was of the firefighters battling with the flames over 50 feet in the air, literally metres away from them. One of those brave men was Alan Carty from Enniscorthy Fire Service. Yeah, he was on the ladder uh, that day. Um, we had a 45 uh, hose with us. We really beat the, the fire back fairly well. Uh, we could see it spreading, so we were hitting that from stopping from spreading. And... We were able to communicate with the lads that were underneath us. We could see them. We were able to say, like, if there was something, we could see that was going to happen. Just to advise them, you know, maybe out the way, like Martin was describing, with the with the wall coming in. We could, you know, we could see that happening. Like, so we had to radio down to incident command and let them know. Look, there could be an incident up there. Just get the lads back in and out of the way. I mean, what was going through your mind as you were as those flames were so close to you? That's what I'd love to know. Uh, well, it wouldn't be the first time, so didn't really bother me. Like you know, so we were confident enough. We're all confident enough what we do, and uh, we were just able to with the hose, like we were able to beat it back. And we knew the lads below us; they had hoses. When we first arrived, and I went up in the lift, um, the fire was bad, and we could see the lads below. They were hitting parts, but they couldn't hit parts where we could see because we were up that much higher. Yeah. And um, we were able to hit them parts, kind of to stop it from spreading. You know, and uh, it was a, actually an excellent idea to use that boom lift. At any stage, were you thinking this hospital is currently on fire? There are people in this hospital. Like, I think people need to realise there was people in ICU, there was end of care patients, um, there was babies being born, and here's you on this ladder trying with your teammates trying to put out the blaze. W- was any of that going through your your mind at that stage? I- yeah, of course. Yeah, you could see as we arrived, like the, the patients were being kind of moved out of that the area where the fire was. 
we were aware where the fire was and the wards that were there. So, yeah, we we tried a really hardest to, you know, keep at it and keep at it. The response from the fire stations around the county was incredible. For Miles Morris and his team at Bunclody, it has been a hectic period. We were after having a very busy weekend. We were out all weekend and, uh, like, like all the rest of the lads, I was at home when the pager went off. And I said to myself, oh, now here we go again, something on the mountain. And on the way to the station, then I rang ERCC in Dublin and... Uh, I asked the lad in the ERCC, what have you got for us? And he said, uh, it's make pumps five. He said, Wexford General Hospital is on fire. Mm-hmm. So immediately then you're thinking, like, you know, this is going to be in a major. It's either going to be big or it's either going to be small. But we sort of knew as we got closer to Wexford, the control around us looking for an estimated time of arrival. Yeah. And then as we were coming down Ferry Carry, we could see all the smoke. So we knew then it was a major fire. We had five coming down from Bunclody. So when we arrived, then we had, as we were coming up, Ferry carry there up the hill. We we I told the lads in the back make sure and get two lads ready with BAs because we knew there'd be lads wearing and breeding apparatus. So yeah. like it's great to turn around and go home when everything dies down and you realise there's no firefighter after getting hurt, no member of the public, no hospital staff, no patients. Like at the end of the day, like anything this material can be replaced, but like a loss of life can't be replaced. So mm. to us that's a very good day when there's nobody injured or seriously injured or even killed in anything that's a great day's work. Gory Fire Service answered the call too as Eugene Doyle's substation officer explains. When we arrived the same as Miles said there um, I reported the incident commander and he actually told me to give Barry uh, Barry Smith here in Wexford a hand out outside to DCO and I assisted Barry there as best as I could with uh, making sure that the BA crews were available to replace uh, crews that are coming out and that they were getting the water and that their briefing all was up to date yeah. So that was my role there, and the same at Miles, trying to organise a bit of crews outside. As the major emergency plan was activated because of the resources in Wexford weren't able to cope with what was happening down here, yeah. like you know what I mean. That that was the emergency was declared by the HSE. So, if the damage could have been any more substantial, it could be closed altogether. And we're very lucky that the lads in Wexford, especially and in Scarty and Uras, who were there before us, yeah. got the hard work done. With the service urgently needing new recruits, Chris O'Brien is just ten months into his service in Gorey, but for him, it is now a vocation. Basically, being out at that stage, it was more a cooling down period, is what we were sort of involved in. Mm. Um, and when, when we reported to the, to the officer in charge when we got inside, um, he insisted us, you know, look, lads, he says it's a, it's a cooling down, we're starting to cool down now, and, yeah. you know, make sure that, you know, there's no hot spots, that sort of stuff, you know. And a hot spot is what? Just what is a hot spot? Well, just if, if, if you're seeing any, any, any different coloured smoke and stuff like that, you know, you just, you, you want to be hitting it straight away. Yeah. You know that it doesn't it doesn't get out of out of control that sort right. of stuff you know. And there was also a fear it might rekindle. And that's absolutely. why you stayed overnight, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We 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 were there. We were there till till just after six o'clock, and then we were we were asked to, to redeploy back to Gory. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that, the other teams in, in Wexford were there till early morning. Yeah. You know, but the, the lads in Wexford and and, and, Ro- and New Ross had done all the, the the heavy duty work before we had arrived. But I love this service. I want to help people. I want to be there. The minute the alert goes off, your adrenaline certainly goes up. Um, but you have it's it's all about keeping calm and and, and letting your training kick in. Yeah. And, and the, tr- the training is that good in Wexford, you know, that it right. does kick in and, and it helps you settle down. Andrew Walsh is substation manager at New Ross Fire Station. Staying calm and controlled, he and his colleagues fought the blaze above and below. I'm 24 years in the job and uh, it was the strangest fire I dealt with when we went up. Because we actually went into the fire and we were designated the job to roll out 45 mil hose and to go up underneath the roof. 
and try and control the fire from there. And the fire was actually burning under us and burning on top of us. The roof was well involved, as everyone knows, everyone could see from outside. But I suppose what people couldn't see was the floor was also on fire underneath the floor, okay? So we had to obviously uh, extinguish the fire within the floor first, because obviously we were standing on the floor. And we, if you can picture, we were right in under that roof, down the corridor, fighting the fire from inside. One thing I will say about the firefighters in Wexford, they're, uh, they're dedicated. We leave the last word to Barry Smith. I commend all my firefighters, all, all my work colleagues from, from Gorey, from Enniscardi, from Bunclody, from New Ross, and also, of course, from Wexford. Yeah, I commend them all. Our firefighters, the bravest of the brave. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.